When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What is up, everybody, and welcome into ADZ Sports Dallas Primetime. I am your host, Mauricio Rodriguez, streaming with you live every Sunday through Thursday night at 8 p.m. Central here on Dallas On Demand Sports Talk Network. With a lot more content coming your way, make sure that you check out adzsports.com slash Dallas. And as always, remember that Primetime is brought to you by our friends over at freemanmazda.net. We will talk more about them and the ride of the week in a few moments here on the show. But before we get into any of that, though, I talked to Trench Warfare coach Brandon Tucker this morning, and I'm excited about it because you know who I asked about. I asked about Isaac, Isaac Alarcón. What a perfect moment to talk about the Mexican player fighting for a roster spot with the Cowboys for the fourth consecutive year. Unique season, though, for Isaac because he is no longer under the protection of the International Player Pathway program, which means that he is no longer a roster exemption for Dallas. That means that if he's on the 90-man roster as he is right now, he counts towards the player limit. If he makes the practice squad, he will count towards the player limit of the practice squad. That is the big difference for Isaac as opposed to the last three years. And now he's also playing defense. That is not an easy ask that the Cowboys are making of Isaac. And it's tough to know what to make of it. And tonight, uh, today, what I did was I dialed up uh, his private coach's number. So you guys probably know Duke Manyweather. He worked with him on the offensive line side of things. Now he needed a defensive line coach and he got none other than Mr. Brandon Tucker. We talked to coach and he offered some interesting insight. Let's see what he had to say and let's get it started here um, because I thought that he had some fantastic lines about what he's up against. Uh, First, I asked him about facing that challenge and what were his traits that could translate into the next level. Here's what he had to say. He is extremely athletic. Um, he's got great mobility. He's got great head. Um, he's, he's very, very eager to learn. He's very intelligent. And so um, I can tell him to do things one time, and, and he does it. Uh, and it's just... And, you know, what I had mentioned here on the show earlier was that, uh, you know, when when it was reported that Isaac was going to move to the defensive line is that I thought, you know, no stackle, easy transition, because there's not a lot of things going on at no stackle. And this is not to say that there isn't 
technique there, but maybe he doesn't have to have a full repertoire of pass rush moves, for example, or maybe he doesn't have to have the handwork that a three technique has or a defensive end has. That was my theory. Ask him about it. Uh, ask a uh, coach about it. Here's what he had to say to that. He's, he's going to still have to learn how to play um, the three technique as well. But what you what you mentioned is is what's going to be um, difficult for him is, is because he's so tall. Um, teaching him to play with low pad level, um, and so that that's the focus of, of what we're doing. Um, um, obviously, uh, at the nose position, he's going to be expected to. Uh, demand double teams, and so um, we're, we're keeping it very simple, uh, making sure that that he's always going north and, and never going south, um, and making sure that he understands to, to run his feet after contact. And so, um, playing with low pad, pad level, running his feet, and and uh, always always going north at the nose position. Um, if he can do those things, and then we get him to to understand some some pre snap um, visual keys, and then some post snap visual keys, uh, you know, he he should be he should be okay because of his 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 elite athleticism. And you love that word right at the end. You love coach using the elite word right when it comes to Isaac's athleticism because I for one thing that is why Isaac is here for another year some people have said oh he has one foot out of the door if the Cowboys are asking him to change positions and I get where that feeling comes from but then again he was on an expiring deal he he came back because the Cowboys re-signed him to another contract so it's not like it was either you keep him or you cut him the Cowboys actively decided to sign him to a reserve slash futures deal. So that has to be relevant. And I do think it's because of that elite athleticism. My takeaway there 100% is the fact that the coach mentioned, you know, you're talking about playing with a low pad level for a guy that is 6'7". So kind of a mixed back there. Uh, his athleticism is what has him here for a fourth year in the NFL, yet the the height might play against them a little bit because he he might be too tall. And I don't want to use that, I mean, those two words in order to refer to Ed Too Tall Jones, obviously, but he, he might be too tall, right, to play defensive tackle, and spe especially, excuse me, nose tackle. So that might be an issue for, for him. But if he can get those pads low enough, he could be a force. Obviously, 320 pounds, 6'7". That is, that, that, those are some cool traits to work with if you are a coach. Finally, I also asked them, among other things, and you will be able to read the full article probably tomorrow at adzsports.com about what I talked about with uh, Coach Tucker, who also has, has worked with Neville Gallimore, Tristan Hill, Sam Williams, the Marcus Lawrence, multiple Cowboys players have gone through uh, Tucker's Coach Tucker's work, and I asked him about Isaac. Just what does he think about the guy, and what does he see? What does he see in him? 
as a player and as a person. Here's what he had to say. He's, he's a tremendous young man. Um, you know, very, very, very respectful, very intelligent. Um, he's eager and hungry to, to learn. Um, I, I think he understands the position that he's in. Um, and the, the, the best part about this process with with me is he is he's always wanting to work. It's never a situation where you know, I have to ask him to say, hey, let's get in the lab and get to work. It's always, you know, hey, he calls me, he, he calls me Papa. He goes, hey, Papa, let's get to work. And so I'm like, you know, I'm, whenever I'm available, um, and 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 we, we work as, as 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 much as we can. And so, um, you know, I I think if anyone can get this done, he can do it. Uh, he can do it for sure. Boom. And Coach McCarthy, multiple coaches for Dallas now, Dak Prescott even, have talked about Isaac's work ethic. So he has elite athleticism, elite work ethic, and man, he might beat the odds. I know it's challenging. I know it's kind of crazy to believe that, you know, the guy that has been working all of his life at offensive line and has three years working at an NFL level on offensive line and developing as an offensive lineman, being asked to move to defense. That is a very unique challenge. It is difficult. He's a long shot to make that 53-man roster, but wouldn't it be awesome to see him make the 53? Uh, and coach says, you know, if someone can do it, he might be able to do it with those athletic traits and that work ethic. So we'll find out what happens moving forward, but I wanted to touch on it because you guys know that I've been keeping close tabs on this story. I, I will take some pride in saying that since Isaac was assigned to the Cowboys as an international player, pathway player, I wrote an article back then. I was with Inside the Star, and I have kept very close tabs on this storyline since it began. So now uh, we're going to keep doing that, of course, moving forward. And for those of you who are asking who is Coach Brandon Tucker, he is the coach of Trench Warfare, and he develops NFL talent. He works with a lot of players that are going into the NFL draft as well as NFL professionals, kind of like off-season work, defensive line guru, kind of think Duke Manyweather, but for defensive linemen, pretty much. That's what we're talking about here. And kind of caught my eye that Isaac shared a picture working with the Trench Warfare team so I made a couple of phone calls and we got that interview with Mr. M Mr. Coach Tucker. Excited about it. Let's see what happens moving forward. And of course, we'll cover this story throughout the offseason. Uh, let me see some of your comments, though, here, because I have not said hi yet formally uh, to the YouTube chat and the Facebook chat. I appreciate you er being here. Do me a favor, by the way. Hit the like button. Share the stream if you're watching on Facebook or YouTube. Let your friends know about primetime. Uh, let's see what we have over here. Tommy915 says, the fact that they're trying to find a spot for a guy who wasn't even drafted says a lot about what they think of him. I love Isaac, and I think the Cowboys do too. Players and front office. King Element says, they know how hard working we are. How says Isaac Alarcon Hall of Fame story begins. 
<laughs> William says, they let kids run YouTube channels? Well, they let me and they pay me for it. So isn't that awesome? <laughs> Johnny says, not hating on him. All kidding aside, William, welcome to prime time. Thank you for being here. Thank you for tuning in. Johnny says, not hating on him, but it's not happening. I would rather see them give that roster spot to someone else, says Johnny Woods. Uh, Mark Aaron says, I bet Coach Tucker drives that 51K Mazda. He probably has a garage full of Freeman Mazdas, honestly. Toxic Tom says, Mo, it worries me that they could not find a spot for him in a unit that Dallas needs. Talking about interior offensive line there. And I agree, uh, that might be worrisome. I think, ultimately, he's a long shot in the sense that, as Toxic Tom says, you know, Cowboys probably decided, okay, we're not going to make him work at offensive line, but we, we don't want to get rid of that athleticism just yet. Let's see what happens if we put him and we toss him in at defensive line. But Isaac could have, you know, maybe like said, I give up or something like that. But he's not giving up. He's working with a defensive line guru. He's putting in the work as everyone has told us that he usually does. Now, speaking of that and speaking of the Cowboys positions of need, I wanted to tie the show together and as such, Let's get into the Freeman Mazda stat of the week here on Primetime. Freeman Mazda stat of the week. We're going to take a look at the Cowboys' defensive tackle room because even though we're not going to get into, you know, how many sacks or pressures Ozo Digisuwa had or maybe Neville Gallimore, I think that today's Freeman Mazda stat of the week kind of drives home the point that the Cowboys have a lot of open spots at the defensive tackle position. Because according to, to profootballreference.com, the second highest defensive tackle snap count, which is behind Osa's 53% snap count, is Neville Gallimore's 35% of the snaps. That is a very low number. Kind of surprisingly so, in my opinion. And it talks volumes about how even though the Cowboys... There was a report out there this offseason that, you know, promising defensive lineman uh, Neville Gallimore is going to be back in Dallas. But the promising defensive lineman was inactive for a playoff game this January. And it kind of just drives home the point that even though there are some names that we already know quite well, like Osa, like Neville Gallimore, even Quinton Vohana and Jonathan Hankins, these players have played very little time for the Cowboys. Here are the 2022 snap counts for the defensive tackles. Let me read them to you. You get, you get uh, Osa, who we already mentioned. Osa had 54% snap counts. Uh, Neville Gallimore was at 35%. Quinton Vohana was at 23%. And then you get Tristan Hill at 12%. Jonathan Hankins, 10%. Obviously, some of these players, uh, we, we should also mention... There was health. The health factor was involved. So some, some games missed here and there for some of these players. But clearly Dallas needs a defensive tackle. So the question from me to you on tonight's Freeman Mazda stat of the week is from 1 to 10, how likely do you think 
is for uh, is it for Isaac to crack the 53-man roster? Let me know in the chat what do you think about that. And while you give me your answers, and before I give you mine, let's talk about our friends over at FreemanMazda.net. Because as always, we need to discuss their car dealership over at Irving, Texas. A family-owned business has been so for over 65 years, and you can check out their wide range of new and used vehicles over at their website or the dealership, FreemanMazda.net. As always, we also need to discuss the ride of the week. In this case, it is the new 2024 Mazda CX-90 3.3 Turbo Premium All-Wheel Drive. This one starts at $51,495. It's got all-wheel drive, Wi-Fi hotspot, a sunroof, third-row sitting, Apple CarPlay slash Android Auto, and a fuel capacity of 24 miles per gallon in the city. That goes up to 30 when you are in the highway, so you'll get to your destination without breaking the bank. Make sure that you check out Freeman Mazda. Net. They make this show possible. And more important than that, they make the Freeman Mazda stat of the week possible as well. So let's get to the answers from 1 to 10. How likely do you think is it for Isaac to crack into the 53-man roster? Let's see what you guys have to say. 53, by the way, might be quite tough. It, it really might be tough. Uh, let's see here. 3.5 for... For Holly, 50-50 for Tommy915. Toxic Tom says pending injuries one. I just don't see it. Seven for Katharina. That's a pretty high number. Uh, thank you, Mark. Thank you. He's <laughs> saying happy birthday. I appreciate it. Uh, they messed up releasing Ridgeway, says Mark Aaron. That's one of the moves that even though I, I understand why it is still criticized. To this day, I kind of look at it and I say, you know, at the moment, it just made sense. It did. Kind of kind of tough. Sometimes you got to get rid of some of these players. But I, I wouldn't complain too much about letting go of, of Jonathan Ridgeway. Gilbert goes with the six. Seven for Bruce. Got the toxic use. I will go with a four for the Freeman, uh, for the 53-man roster, excuse me. But I will go with something like a seven, eight. For the practice squad. I think that Isaac can really crack into the practice squad. And be there. And maybe see, see his first game action. Uh, now that he is going to be part of the practice squad. Without any without any doubts. Because remember. Even though he was on the practice squad. As an international player. He couldn't be elevated. For example. Into the game day roster. You know how teams can elevate these guys. Uh Throughout the season, international players were not eligible for that. Technically, what they had to do was remove the international player tag, essentially taking away his exemption that made him not count towards the player limit and treat him as any other player. So the fact that he could be in the practice squad this year would be very different from uh, years prior to that. Uh, let me kind of... All right, there you go. My computer was going crazy there for a moment. Let's see. Toxic Tom says, if Isaac makes a 53, 
either he has the camp preseason of the ages or Dallas is ravaged by injuries and quote unquote, we like our guys is our plan. Yeah, 53 might might be pretty tough, in my opinion. I think that Isaac is looking at the practice squad here. We'll see what happens. Uh, hoping to talk to Isaac at some point this offseason. Uh, we've had two interviews with him so far. Looking to make it three now. Because, uh, of course, he's got a, an entire country rooting for him. Believe me when I, when I tell you that. And I told Coach Tucker that, too. <laughs> By the way... I asked him, have you ever had a player in this situation before? He told me no. He told me I've had players that have played defensive end but have not played three technique. Or I have had uh, no stackles that have never played three technique. That kind of stuff. He's, he told me that Isaac was a first in being an offensive player that is moving to defensive player. But anyways, tying things together to the Freeman Mazda stat of the week before we get out of here. Some more news. Some more news. Uh, Massey Smith, not a top 30 visit exactly for the Cowboys, or at least not, not confirmed. But Ian Rappaport said that the Cowboys are among the many teams that have extensively met with Massey Smith, the defensive tackle out of Michigan. And I think that that matters quite a lot because that might mean that the Cowboys could consider a first-round defensive tackle. Because if you're talking to Massey Smith, then you're talking to him because you, you're thinking of him at 26th overall. It would be a, a surprise if he's there in the second round for Dallas at 58th. So I thought that was a pretty relevant bit of news. Maybe a defensive tackle in the first round wouldn't be uh, as crazy. And we'll find out if... Maybe Brian Brees is also in that conversation out of Clemson. Maybe Kalijah Kanzi out of Pittsburgh is also in that conversation. Who knows? All of these guys could be in it. Uh, but several mock drafts have had the Cowboys take Massey from, from Michigan. I remember Daniel Jeremiah at least had one with, with the Michigan prospect mocked to the Cowboys at, at 26. Bruce got the toxic use, says, Mo, I personally switched from defensive tackle to offensive tackle, and it worked for me. Uh, Dan Queen personally asked to have Alarcon, so I trust his vision. I've heard that about Dan Quinn, uh, but I have not seen, like, what the original source is on that, if, if somebody can, can tell me. Because I, I've heard that before, but I, I have not heard that, like, uh, from the original source at least. And I don't mean like the actual source. I mean, like who reported that is what I'm trying to, to figure out here. House Nelson says, um, I feel like Isaac is nasty. Like he likes to hurt people. I don't know why. Probably. I, I think he has a chip on his shoulder, man. I, I think he does. Because listen, I, and I'm telling you this as a fellow Mexican of Isaac, man, like we have this saying in Mexico, which kind of sucks, but sometimes it feels like it is the truth. We have this feeling like, you know, the worst enemy for a Mexican is another Mexican. Because, man, like Checo Perez in Formula One, Canelo, the boxer, the face of boxing. Uh, I was going <laughs> to... I'll get to the, to the age question here in a moment. But 
Mexican fans, many Mexican fans like hate on Isaac, like nonstop. And that saying means like, you know, successful Mexicans are criticized a lot of the time and kind of sucks that that is the case, obviously. But I think that a chip on his shoulder has grown, has grown over the last few years, honestly, for Isaac. At first, it was like, I'm happy to be here, maybe, for him. But I can tell you that he has a chip on his shoulder, for sure. Somebody asked uh, Cam. Shout out to Cam. He says, how old, how old are you at who's talking? I am 23 years old. I know that I look 16. Tommy915 says he just turned 16 today. <laughs> I know. I know they bully me about how I look, but uh, <laughs> I'm 23 years old. And loving it. I thought the source was Mike Hunt. I forgot about the cake. It says house. Oh, yeah. Isaac wants that cake, too. That that was uh, Hard Knocks was like the vehicle that turned Isaac into a mainstream player among Cowboys fans, honestly, because I think that he was a name that not many casual fans knew about before Hard Knocks, and they got to to know him there. And obviously, that that uh, I want some cake scene from Hard Knocks was pretty iconic. And they even got him a cake and everything after production was over. So that was pretty funny from HBO. But yeah, Mo, by now you should be in your 90s, Katharina. Yeah, at this rate, getting birthday wishes, uh, wishes every day here on the chat. Yeah, I should be like 90 now. Stop bullying Mo chat. <laughs> Holly says, when I was 23, I was outside, outside. I'm not exactly sure what that means, <laughs> but I'll take it. Anyways, ladies and gentlemen, that will be it for me tonight. Short show uh, this Wednesday night, but we might get a few of those over the next few weeks as football kind of slows down until the NFL draft. But tomorrow night, busy show. Busy show. So make sure that you tune in as every Sunday through Thursday night at 8 p.m. Central. I appreciate every one of you for tuning in. Do me a favor and hit the like button share the stream if you're watching on facebook youtube or twitter let your friends know about prime time thank you thank you so much and as always this show is brought to you by our friends over at freemanmazda.net i will see you mañana muchísimas gracias hasta mañana bye bye